0: This podcast is sponsored by Thielman Pool Technology. Experts have predicted that Thielman movable floors are going to take the pool industry by storm. So are you a high-end pool builder who wants to expand their business and increase sales with this luxurious pool solution? Then don't miss this opportunity as Thielman Pool Technology is looking for dealers in the United States. Learn more about us by visiting our website at thielman.eu.
1: Thanks for joining us on another episode of Pool Magazine Podcast. Today, I'm chatting with award-winning pool designer and builder, Kevin Woodhurst, an industry vet with decades of experience and a design consultant with Claffy Pools. It's a pleasure to have you with us today on the show, Kevin.
0: Thanks, Joe. Glad to be here.
1: I've read several articles you've written in other trade pubs. I mean, You've been featured in Water Shapes, Aqua Magazine, Pool Spa News, Luxury Pools. Before we get deep into our discussion... I was hoping that you could discuss your background a bit and discuss how you first got started in the industry.
0: well, honestly, I fell into the industry, and I kind of like to use that as an example of what happens to us because one of the things that you know I say pretty regularly is you can check out any anytime but you can never leave but about thirty years ago i I purchased a home and uh, decided that we needed to have a pool and reached out to a few pool builders in phoenix and lo and behold, I landed somewhere and you know that started it all. I had a pretty extensive construction background and a, uh, an extensive mechanical background while serving in the military for about thirteen years. So it came pretty naturally. Furthermore, I spent a lot of years drawing and just designing things, and so it, it really came pretty natural to to join the industry. And it, it's been a great run. I've really enjoyed it.
1: I read that that you were in the uh, the Air Force for a bit. Uh, thanks for your service.
0: Thirteen years. Got to travel all
1: over the world it was a good time yeah did they give you a good foundation when you got into this industry
0: it did i mean there was I, you know i got to see a lot of things out in the world that ultimately makes me appreciate our country and our our liberties and freedoms uh, a great deal more than those that probably have not done a whole lot of travel. But in those travels, was able to see, and this is certainly before I ever got into the industry, you know, a lot of very fascinating water shapes and water features throughout the world. And you know, I think all of us have this innate connection to water anyway. I was born a cancer, so I think it's just part of my DNA to be in this uh, in this industry.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I saw you mentioned once that working in the pool industry has enabled you to build a career that really reflects your truest self. I mean, can you share what initially drew you into this industry and why you stayed passionate about it over the years? I think a big
0: part of it, Joe, is there's a certain buildup and
1: excitement
0: in meeting with, you know, potential clients and helping these people you know, visualize not only verbally, but, you know, in some sort of media, some sort of format. I mean, years ago when I first started, I mean, we we used pencil and paper, you know, uh, onion paper and sat at people's dining room tables designing projects. And it's a little fascinating to me that we were able to sell pools that way because the modern technology is now so good and there's so many options for it that it it seems so, weird that people bought pools that way but it's been a fun experience for sure and watching the industry grow and mature and change from the sleepy little industry because it is a small industry from what it was in the 50s and 60s and 70s and and even to the 80s to the transition we made into the 90s and 2000s and then now with with the design software and and so many just great designers out there in the world many of which i'm friends with and then there's just this whole new you know, generation of designers that I, I'm, I have just enjoyed watching come along. So it, it's, it's been fun very fulfilling over the years.
1: Well, thanks for sharing that. I mean, I know you have a diverse background in design and construction and project management. I mean, how has your experience in these areas influenced your approach to designing pools?
0: Well, I had some good mentors along the way. And one of them very early on, you know, convinced me, and by example, by the way, that it was important to really apply, you know, myself to the trade and to the craft. So he encouraged me to, you know, go through the certification programs within the industry at the time and to get actively involved with the industry and to reach out and make connections. And that's been a big part of it. You know, I was just never the one that just sat back and did my own thing. I I very much enjoyed getting engaged with the industry, whether or not it was the trade shows or the associations. And I had, you know, some good experiences with NESPA the Northeast Spawn Pool Association very early on and had some influences from some of the guys that I call the godfathers of the industry that are no longer with us, like Al Rizzo and John yeah. Romano. Um, and so, you know, it was just fun, you know, early on to to be impacted by, you know, a lot of at the time, you know, whom were legends in in the pool industry and they're all over the country. And certainly that would be one of my suggestions to anybody in the industry that's new or fairly new would be, you know, get out there and meet some of these people and find a mentor and find the guys that are, you know, shaking it up and making it happen out there. Because I think truly the good guys, they're going to share. They want to increase the knowledge base in the industry and they want to see our industry continue to grow and to mature.
1: I agree. I mean, I I know that sharing and collaborating seems to be a a core aspect of uh, your work. I mean, can you tell us a little bit about how collaboration has helped shape your career and the benefits it's brought to the design and construction process you employ today?
0: Well, getting back to the last question, I want to just add a little bit more to it because aside from the education, a lot of time, you know, out in the field, working with the trades and really understanding what they were doing. And I think part of that is I just kind of have this engineer's mindset where I kind of need to know how stuff works before I can design it and ultimately, you know, explain in a way that homeowners can understand because we all have to remember, they just see pretty pictures. They don't understand what's going on in the ground, under the ground you know, the piping, the the structural aspects of pools, you know, how turnover works and how filtration works and how all these mechanical systems, you know, ultimately function, especially with, you know, the the technological advancements that have happened in the last 20 years. I mean, there's just some amazing products out there. So unless you're out there getting in the know and understanding it, I think it becomes a little more difficult to try to convey that into a presentation. Uh, And as far as collaboration is concerned, let's face it, we all don't know everything and so you know there's just people that i've been able to reach out to over the years you know that have helped me and and certainly i've I've tried to do that you know back to the industry to some of the people that i've had some influence on and i'd like to think that you know many of them have moved on to you know their own businesses or you know good positions within big companies and you know i think we just have this obligation um, this responsibility to, to give back so that's just part of what i've done and i was fortunate to find people within the industry that had the same mentality years ago that did the same for me.
1: Well, I know you've transitioned a bit in your career. I mean, you had a pool company for a long time and then now you're an independent designer. I mean, I know you charge for design services rather than using them solely as a sales tool. I mean, what led you to make this shift and uh, how do you communicate the value of your design work to clients?
0: Well, I'll tell you, it it was a hard transition. And I only say that because at least in the market that I was in, you know, so many people said that it was just impossible. No one's going to pay for plans. But the reality is there are people that will, not everybody's going to. And I think what ends up happening is you've got to be able to pick and choose, you know, who a client of yours is. And it's not everybody's. You have to learn when to say no, when to walk away, when to be okay with not getting a particular job. Because I think, people that really understand the complexity of swimming pools and understand that it's a ma- it is a major investment in the property um, they will pay they'll pay for plans but at the same time you've got to be able to produce a set of plans that that they can look at and go well that was worth the money so whether or not it's in conceptual plans or construction plans you know i'm not an engineer so i i, I don't you know profess to be one nor do i you know tell people that You know, these plans, you can take them to market and build the pools. You need to either find your pool builder or go through somebody that I know. But these conceptual plans are going to be converted to actual construction plans, need to be signed off by an engineer. And, you know, you go to construction after that. So it's a little bit of a process, I think, to find your niche Uh as well as to figure out what is the best way to not only market yourself, but to present a plan of action to a prospective client and, and moving from just doing designs for free. And into you know, charging for your plans and for your designs. I mean, seriously, I mean, this day and age in 2023, when we look at what it takes to be a pool designer in the industry and everything that you need to know. And for those out there that you know have gone through a lot of the training, whether or not it's through Watershapes University or the Genesis program or through any of the associations, I mean, you have to value your time before you can expect anybody else to do so. So when you look at all the effort that you've put into becoming a professional in this industry, you got to get to the point where you say, you know what, my time's valuable. I'm going to charge for it because people will just take advantage of your time. We've seen that time and time again, and it happens everywhere. So, you know, the transition, though, was a little painful just because I think it was kind of awkward at first because very few people in the industry, in the Phoenix market, were doing that, although there are guys that do that. Kirk Bianchi is the name that rings a bell, and I know there's quite a few others. And these are exceptionally talented individuals, but they provide a lot of value in their services. And, and that's what you have to do, is you have to be able to get to the point where you're providing that value that equals whatever it is that you're gonna charge. And really you start you know, baby steps, maybe you only charge you know a few hundred dollars or, or whatever it may be um, to do a set of plans, but that's where you build confidence in doing so, and you start building, and posturing yourself as you know an expert or you know, or a good designer whatever it may be and, and moving forward with it. it it is a process for sure
1: well i've seen some of the plans that people put out i mean they're incredibly sophisticated so there's got to be a ton of man hours that go into doing like a, a jason brownlee set of plans
0: jason's stuff is is amazing and yes he does a, a magnificent set of plans he's got great information that are provided on all of them and and he's really I I believe, you know, there's quite a few of them out there that are really turnkey plan providers and and does an exceptional job. And, And he's a he's a real talent to the industry for sure.
1: Yeah. So I mean, like getting back to that point, I mean, there's so much that goes into putting together a pool design. It's it's not just like, you know, sitting down with the software, just busting out a design. I mean, you really have to know the yard. You have to know their lifestyle, what they're looking for. I mean, I completely 100% agree with you that it's not something that, you know, guys should just be giving away for free.
0: Well, you bring up a good point and And that is that, you know, because there are organizations and companies that provide, you know, plans for all over the place. Well, they never even step foot in somebody's yard. Right. There's just a lot. On, not only with elevations, but getting to know a client, getting to know, you know, their municipality, understanding so many rules and regulations. I think you just do a disservice by saying that we can provide, you know, plans for anybody anywhere. And, and there's different types of plans because if you're a designer and, and that's all you do is do conceptual plans, you know, you're not going to charge as much as a Jason Brownlee or some of the other guys out there. So you know, there's going to be difference in
1: doing so. I know that that's part of what your process is like is a lot of these people don't even know what they want. So, I mean, getting back there and kind of educating the clients on what's available and, you know, what they can do in their backyard is a big part of it. During the construction process, how do you ensure that your clients are, you know, well informed about the ins and outs of pool ownership and what that process is going to be like? Because they have no idea. They've never built a pool before
0: no they don't and you know it is it's a lot of information for a homeowner to try to manage and and really assess and understand so i think to some degree you've got to be able to par your presentation back to the mindset or the you know the level of knowledge that they either do or do not have now a lot of people think that they know everything just like a lot of pool guys think that they know everything but with the homeowners, again, meeting with a homeowner in their space on their property and spending time with some questions is it, going to give you a little bit of background of where you need to go from there. So it's not a you know canned speech for everybody. It's just a process to understand where they're at, where they're coming from, because you kind of have to meet them there and then modifying your presentation and your information in pieces that they can comprehend and move along that way. I mean, I've always kind of said that you kind of have to lead people through the process because I mean, at the end of the day, we're the experts, right? And there's nothing worse than trying to deal with an expert homeowner that's never built anything before. But you just have to sit back and assess, okay, this is where he's coming from or she's coming from and find some common ground and earn the right, if you will, to be the professional and be that person that's providing them with the kind of information that they need in order to move forward with a decision.
1: Well, obviously you've encountered those know-it-all clients that think they know the process inside and out and are going to tell you how to do your job. But I mean, can you share a specific example of like one challenging client that you worked with and how you navigated that process to achieve a, a successful outcome?
0: You know, I was thinking the other day over the course of 30 years, I've probably been in
1: at least 8,000
0: backyards and homes, and it, it's, it's an awful lot. And there's been a lot of people along the way. And, I, you know, fortunately for me, I can probably count on my two hands the really difficult clients that I've had. And I think part of the reason for that is long ago, I learned to walk away from jobs or just learn to just tell people, you know, I don't, I don't think we're a good match. And you, know, you have to do it in some sort of tactful manner because you don't want to insult people. But at the same time, you have to be confident enough in your ability to express and to explain things to you know, potential clients that you can get to the point where you can say, you know, we're not a good match or this isn't a good project you know, for us to collaborate on. And oftentimes, it, you know, part of it is you just have to understand human nature a little bit. You know We're coming into their home. Uh, we're, we're sales people and you know we want to sell something to somebody so that's kind of the first thing that you have to get beyond is the sales person's mentality you know you're a consultant and if you have spent the time in the trenches and you understand the industry and the ins and out of pool construction wherever it is that you are then you should be able to convey to them that you're not just a salesperson; you're a consultant there to solve problem and the problem is you're trying to get a a project in your backyard you're working with x amount of budget which that is, brings up another thing because nobody likes to tell people what that is but there are tactful ways to get around that and to ultimately extract that information from them because the last thing you want to do is spend you know hours or days if not weeks on a project and that's happened to me before and you get all done and they're like i can't believe it cost this much uh-huh, uh-huh. it's good you're gonna have you know, those, those projects or those people where, you know, you feel like you've gone through, you know, your protocol for presentation and it, it just, for some reason, it, it doesn't line up, but here's the thing with even charging for plans. You're going to have those plans where, you know, you, you want the job, you're just excited about the prospect of, of that particular design and you spend hours and hours, if not days and weeks, you know, working through it and coming up with something spectacular. And there are times you're just not going to get the job and you're never going to, I think, ever get your money back in the time spent. But at least if you got something out of it, it is something.
1: Well, I saw that you have dealt with clients in the past that have had a different impact on your understanding of what it means to incorporate your design and connect it with their priorities, their dreams and their desires. I mean, can you speak to that a little bit?
0: Well, again, if you can get people to open up and to really express what their desires are and what, um, what they really want, because really, at the end of the day, this is what we're trying to do is deliver to them what they want. That's a big part of it. So there's a long list of questions that I go through. There's quite a bit of dialogue that that happens in that engagement of communication. And I, you know, good or bad, I have made myself available to people pretty much all the time. I don't ever turn my phone off. Um, There's not been more than a handful of people that have taken advantage of that but you know we really want to get to the point to where these people ultimately understand that you're there to help them and yes we have to make a sell you know and it's it becomes an exchange of you know dollars or or time or whatever It's, it's an exchange and that exchange needs to be equal they need to feel like they're getting value for the money that they're spending uh, whether it's just for a design or for the whole pool. And then ultimately, you got to execute it. And that's a big thing. And, and if anything's been my frustration over the years, because I've worked for pool companies in the past, and you know, my level of expectation and the execution can become skewed pretty quickly. And this is why you've got to be completely transparent about everything to everybody all the time, period. And I, I can say with a lot of confidence that I have not been bit too many times, so, but I think that transparency is a big part of it.
1: Well, yeah, getting them to resonate with your vision for that backyard space is a, is a big factor in that. I mean, you mentioned that you transitioned from hand-run designs and designing a pool with a cocktail napkin at the dinner table to using design software like Pool Studio I mean, how has technology helped enhance your design process? And what are some of the key benefits you've experienced from embracing these kind of tools?
0: Well, what I just thought of briefly was the time I spent with David Tisherman many years ago. And he would tell me about all the jobs that he designed on napkins and everything else. And and David, certainly another legend in the industry. And I enjoyed my time with him. But at that time, yeah, we were still drawing with, you know, hand drawing. And I was relatively, you know, good at it. I could do isometrics and, and you know, some of those types of, of drawings. They, they were a little crude. I wasn't as good as, say, a Kurt Bianchi, but I was good enough that I could get my point across to people. Pool Studio had been around almost 10 years, and I met Noah uh, when he first introduced it back in Las Vegas, you know, 25 some odd years ago. And for whatever reason, I was I was competent enough with the, with the hand drawings. I just didn't the need to go to the, you know, AutoCAD or to the 3D design software. Well, I had taken over for a company to revamp them and uh, rebrand them and, you know, took over a new cell staff that, um, that were all using Cool Studio. So I just really felt like well, you don't have a choice here. You're going to have to figure it out. And oddly enough, I mean, after a few months, I'm like, this was, this was ridiculous. This was like going from a BlackBerry to an iPhone. And that's no dig on a BlackBerry. It's just that it just changed everything. I mean, Mm. now you're not going, starting a plan over. You're not, you know, erasing stuff. This design software is really exceptional and it was designed so that the average person can figure it out. And if you figure it out and then really work on mastering it, there's a lot it can do. And I think most of us probably still aren't using it to its capabilities. and, And there's a lot with it. Now there's a lot of other software out there. I mean, Jason uses something entirely different. You know, I've had some debates with, uh, you know, some of the pool groups on Facebook about how, you know, detailed some of us can get on it. And and ultimately, I'm inspired by the younger guys that are really pushing the envelope. I mean, they make me want to be better. And then the people that say, you know, I never put that stuff on a plan. It's not important to selling a pool. We sell however many X pools a year. You know, that's fine. But the last thing I'm ever going to do is, you know, is, is discourage anybody from trying to do a better job at anything i mean as far as i'm concerned hats off to those people and i tip you know tip my hat to them that are continuing to raise the bar there there's some really talented people out there
1: well in your career i know you've mentored and influenced a lot of different guys in the industry I mean, what does it mean to you to see others thrive and succeed based on your guidance and support now
0: Well, I mean, I think it makes me feel good. I mean, I wouldn't ever take, you know, all the credit for anybody because, you know, you can be the best influence on anyone, but still, you know, you've got to have that personal drive and that personal desire to want to be better at something and to continue to hone your craft. You know, an interesting thing over the years is I've spent, you know, I've spent a lot of money on my education and I've also spent a lot of money on the tools and the stuff that we use not only in our offices, you know, in computers and monitors and, Uh, You know all kinds of you know techy stuff as well as the stuff out in the field, and I've had people that I've worked with over the years, salespeople, say, "Why would you spend your money on that?" Well, you know, guys, it's no different than being a plumber, uh, an electrician, an aircraft mechanic. You need to have the tools of the trade in order to be good at it, and it's just part, as far as I'm concerned, part of becoming a, a professional is is having all those resources in your back pocket.
1: I agree. I mean, there's a lot of different guys out there that listen to this podcast. I mean, some of them are just getting into the industry. This is their first year. I mean, what advice would you give to aspiring professionals that are going to get into this industry and want to follow their dreams and create a successful and fulfilling career in this field? Well, there's
0: always more than one way to get to a destination, but my, my advice would be you know facebook has a bunch of really good groups on it ask the masters is certainly one of them but there's there's plenty of other resources you know besides that and you need to find the resources that you resonate with but also find the ones that are maybe doing something different you know that's kind of the you know the reality is everybody does things a little bit different everybody learns a little bit different but get on the groups get active in your education in the pool industry there are more opportunities and more avenues than there's ever been you know in the last 30 years and they are all good i get asked pretty regularly what avenues should i pursue and it, whatever works for you you know i i don't think any of them are any better than the others whether they want to hear that or not i don't really care because i just want to see people interested in the educational opportunities and getting after it and then, like I said earlier, finding mentors, finding you know people that are posting plans. I mean, certainly you brought up Jason Brownlee's uh, name earlier. That's a good one. David Penton does some crazy stuff, some amazing stuff. I've followed him for many, many years. You know, the the many of the guys in the Genesis Group are doing are doing really good stuff. They're either instructors for Genesis or they've got their own companies they are doing things and are sharing. So there's plenty of opportunity out there to you know to to find you know, the people in the industry that are the movers and the shakers, the people that are doing things. And there's also product manufacturers that have great reps, you know, whether or not, and I'm not necessarily pitching anybody, but I'm just going to use them as an example. I reached out to Jared Schwab from Alpha West. One of the products he represents is Pal Lighting, and that is an amazing product. And I think that it is probably going to have a major impact on where we go design-wise with these backyards, there are just insane backyards being designed and built now. And, you know, whether or not it's, you know, Lucas Lagoons or Jason Brownlee or, or David Penton or anybody, there just are some, I mean, the Fox Terra guys, what they're doing, but mm-hmm. where I'm getting to is that lighting, I think is really going to be the next thing. Cause people get excited about lighting. That's going to really be a big part of our future designs. I mean, we, we've come a long way uh, in the designs of pools and, and what we're doing in them and with hydraulics and pumps and filters and control systems and everything else. One my good friend, Lou Akins, who I've, I've known for 25 years, who you know really pushed the vanishing edges pools, you know, all that stuff. It's just really exciting to me what's coming, and we what we're even doing now, and, and where we came from as an industry. It's just it's fun to be a part of.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think getting back to what you said, though, before, I mean, if you're just coming into the industry, this is your first year becoming a designer. I mean, it's great to look up to the all of those guys that you mentioned, you know, and to set the bar high for yourself. But it's also about knowing what jobs to turn down, you know, stuff that's maybe out of your real house. And you hit on that before. I mean, how does being selective with the projects that you take on contribute to a better client experience and outcome?
0: Well, you have to know your limits. You have to know you know what you're capable of and and I find that to be a a very valued trait of somebody is is knowing that look that job is too big, if there's too much going on, my company or I can't handle it because, you know, what if something did go wrong or what if, you know, I can't perform or I can't deliver. And so knowing your limitations is a big part of it, but also consider, remember, You know, there's plenty of other people out there in the industry that probably will help you. You may pay for their time, but that's just part of it. You know, part of that learning process. Many, many years ago, so almost 20 years ago, I took on, you know, a million dollar project, which was just, I mean, it was huge for us. And, you know, we ended up, you know, doing a cost plus on it because it just didn't make sense for me to put us in that sort of position. But at the same time, there was so much going on on that project. And so many new things. And I got to experience and got to uh, you know, try some some stuff that, you know, this is before river flow. I mean, so we're putting twenty five horsepower commercial grade pumps on a lazy river and on a big project and and huge, massive waterfalls. So, you know, I got some help from from within the industry on a lot of that, building out the hydraulics, et cetera. But knowing your limitations is, is is really a good thing. And it just it's a bar for you. It's such a, you know, a point of reference. Okay, here's where I'm at and I want to continue to get better and I'm going to move forward so I can get and do some of those bigger projects. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: Oh, that's great stuff. I mean, I know, you know, you mentioned that at one point you had your own company and then you became an independent design consultant. I mean, that was a big risk, but it changed your life. I mean, could you elaborate on those benefits and how they positively impacted your career? Well, you
0: know, I don't know that the risk was really, you know, going to just doing plans and designs. I had that experience for a few years. It was really good. I saw, you know, I had a lot of different experiences. I was ultimately had experience with some pool companies that were delivering or building those projects, both good and bad. I think that I, I just learned a lot through that whole process where it made me appreciate many other things. And that is yet another thing that I think over the course of that 30 years, you know, I've been involved within the industry in probably every capacity there is at a pool company.
1: I've owned my own
0: companies. I have worked for companies. I've had, you know, my low experiences and I've had a lot of highs. I've got to enjoy, you know, writing for publications and being involved with the local and National Association, and and have gotten to know a lot of people over the years and a lot of people that I highly admire and respect. And so, you know, that experience level has been really, really super broad over the course of those three decades. And at the end of the day, that's what's made it fun. I haven't sat and said, okay, I just wanna be a designer forever. I just wanna work out in the field forever. And again, no dig to anybody that wants to do that, but if you really are going to learn this industry, and and make it your craft and be a professional and and just work every day in excellence and trying to do the best that you can broaden your horizons by getting involved in everything take it little pieces at a time i mean i always tell everybody that's struggling you know you're looking at that giant pile as the mountain and you're never going to get to the top without taking it one step at a time so just figure out where you're at write some goals out figure out where you want to be in a few years and just make a plan of action. And there's lots of places and lots of ways and means to
1: do it. Looking back on your own career, what has been one of the most rewarding aspects of being a professional pool design consultant? And what do you see as the future for this industry?
0: Well, I still love, and I've been you know, involved in the design and construction of thousands of projects. I just still love meeting people. And seeing the excitement especially on a young family with young kids the excitement of of the 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 probability of having a swimming pool in the backyard you know my children we were fortunate enough that we always had a a a beautiful pool in our backyard and they learned to swim very early on and they became you know very competent very you know successful young adults and adults and all gone to college And, and i i like to think that you know those those nights every single night when i came home from work and we spent out in the pool was 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 kind of a breeding ground for that level of confidence and so i get excited with the young family so of course i get excited when i go to a multi million dollar home and we're looking at you know a, a very high end very exotic swimming pool but most of the satisfaction really comes from taking that design and taking it from conception to completion I have a, a project going on right now out in uh, Possum Kingdom, which is a big lake here in Texas that is, is, is a pretty awesome job. It's a big vanishing edge on the cliff and, or near a cliff. And it, it's just that kind of stuff that gets exciting. And When you can make the connection with people where they get really engaged with the process, that's fun. That makes it fun. It's, it's, I just try anymore not to get involved with too many projects because we all have to make a living. Where it's just a grind, you know I, and as I said in the beginning, I've learned over the years, and, and after meeting just thousands of people, the kind of people that I just think might just be a little too abrasive for me, and you know, just try to walk away from those jobs so that it can be fun. I mean, let's face it, we all work a lot. I mean we, we, most of us work at least a third of our life, and I, I probably still work 50 or 60 or 70 hours a week. But probably mostly because I still love doing this, and and I'm still capable of doing it. So the big thing is just finding those clients, finding those jobs that I think bring a level of, you know, not only confidence but just make you feel good. It's fun.
1: Yeah, that's. I cool. mean, I, I hope you,
0: I hope <laughs> you can hear my smile because I, I I am still super excited about our industry, and 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 it's fun, and it it has definitely for sure had its moments, but when it's all said and done, after three decades it, it's been good
1: it's been real good yeah it's definitely fulfilling at, at times when you make somebody's dream come true especially right
0: well and I've spent half my adult life now in the pool industry and it's, it's kind of weird when I think back on it you know because I'll be 61 this year and man the years fly by the years just fly by but I'm very grateful to the industry And very grateful to the many, you know, good people that are out there that continue to trudge every day, just trying to do the right thing and trying to, you know, make an impact on the industry in a positive way.
1: You've just been listening to Pool Magazine podcast, and we've been chatting with uh, industry vet and design consultant, Kevin Woodhurst. Kevin, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. Thanks, Joe. Love you guys' magazine. Keep up the great work. Well, that's all the time we have left for today make sure to like, subscribe, and follow, and we'll catch you next time on another episode of Pool Magazine Podcast.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Thielman Pool Technology. Experts have predicted that Thielman movable floors are going to take the pool industry by storm. So are you a high-end pool builder who wants to expand their business and increase sales with this luxurious pool solution? Then don't miss this opportunity as Tielman Pool Technology is looking for dealers in the United States. Learn more about us by visiting our website at tilman.eu.